Money Podcast listening. This is Pastor Lewis Hill with another segment. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for being a good God, a mighty God that we serve, Lord. Father God, we thank you for being the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end, the bright and morning star. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who died up on the cross for us. We know that he didn't have to die for us, Lord, but he suffered alone. And we thank you, God, for being God all by yourself. We thank you for being the Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the end, and the bright morning star. Oh, Father God, we ask that you let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, forgive us for what we did yesterday. And Father God, we ask that you bless us today. For we need your strength, your mercy, and your sweet relief, Father God. We thank you. Everything that has breath, let us say, Amen. To make made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. To make appropriation for the sins of the people. For in it that he himself was, has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Therefore, holy brothers, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our confessions, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him, who was appointed, who who has appointed him as Moses also was faithful in all his house. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than most, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than he and then the house. For every house is built by someone. He who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful as all his servants for testament of the things that would be spoken afterward. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are if we hold fast to confidence in the rejoicing of the hope, firm to the end. There's for the Holy Spirit say, Today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness. Well, your father tested me, tried me, and saw my words for 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said they also go astray in their heart. And they have not known my ways, so I swore my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart or unbelief in the pardon from the living God. But exhort one another daily. While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, for we have become partakers of Christ, and we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. For who, having heard, rebelled indeed? Was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry? Forty years was it not with those who sinned? 
whose corpses fell in the woods. To whom did he swear they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because unbelief. Therefore, since the promise remained of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in whose heard it. People, it says in the Bible, first of all, if you hear God's voice, to harden your hearts. Let him in. You see what I'm saying? Those who do good to God shall be partakers of Christ. If we hold to the beginning of our confidence, that mean already knowing. Don't wait till this battle over. We have to shout now. You know, so many times we give up on life and life gets us down. But we saw an oath to God. We ask to God to forgive us. So we are partakers of heavenly callings. You see what I'm saying? A partaker is somebody that is standing up and doing what the Lord told them to do. And accepted the higher calling. Like the Apostle Paul, he was a high priest. That's what people gave all they confession. Who was faithful to him, who was pointed to him, was Moses. Also was faithful in all his house, meaning everything that the people had told him to do. Moses was faithful. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, that's Jesus Christ. And as much as he has built this house, as much as he who built the house has more honor than the house. That means Jesus Christ had more money honor than all of us. For every house, you know, is all things are built. And everything that we have is God. But we are to be faithful to the Lord. Hear his voice. I mean, do not harden your hearts. Don't, you know, keep holding on to the old ways of rebellion. We got to wake up in this day and age and realize that if God can be with you, who can be against you? What is the man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of. You may have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. And sent him over the works of your hand. You have put all things in subjection on his feet. That means the devil and all that can go up under your feet. But it takes the power of the Lord to help you. You got to declare his name. You got to believe that the Lord will assemble us and he will appoint people. To come to your rescue in your time of need. We're ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. So it takes me and you to minister to each other to help others inherit salvation. Therefore, therefore, we must give a more earnest heed to the things we have heard. We have to give more of a listening ear. That's what an earnest heed is. We have to give an earnest heed to a God. Unless we drift away means unless we're dead. For the word spoken to angels proves steadfast. Every transgression and obedience 
receive the just reward? How should we escape if we regret such great salvation? Which at first began to be spoken by the Lord who was confirmed to us by those who heard. To me, if you hear God's call and you have bore witness to what the Lord has done for you, he showed you through all his marvelous signs and his warnings and various miracles of the gifts of the Holy Spirit on his own will. For he has not put the for he has he has not put the world to come, of which we speak in subjection to angels. But there's people who have testified, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory on and set him over the world's realm. You have put all things in subjection and under your feet. We're talking about glory. And we're talking about putting the devil up under our feet. You know, that's the problem these days. You know, so many troubles that arrive in our lives. You know, things that happen that we didn't even authorize to happen to us. You ever been in a situation and somebody asked you to go somewhere and you wasn't, you really didn't want to go, but out of the blue, you was thrown into this situation. And so there's things that happen. You might get stopped by the cops. You might be in the middle of a shootout. You might get some kind of dangerous situation going on in your life if you do not listen to what God says to you. You don't have to worry about no reward because God's throne is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your complaints. That means the Lord give us a path. He wants us to follow this path. He wants us to be aware of the willies of the devil. God taught us the difference between right or wrong. And see, every day of your life, you will have to know that he is the author and finisher of your life. And no man has been found without spot or blemish. Can you imagine being the father that's in heaven? Can you imagine sending your son to die for you? Oh, things I just can't imagine. But some of us can't imagine because we don't love. So when you love and you listen to the Lord, you'll understand a lot of things. We got to be kind and merciful and let no one ever come to you without coming away better and happy. That shows the appreciation of the Lord. You know, we have to let our light shine. You know, people need to know that we have been through some things. People have to know that Christians, we are peculiar people. We are picked out to be picked on. But God expects personal growth out, out of us. Once there was a man who was worried whether he would die of cancer. The cancer was so prevalent in the society. Worried about it for 30 years and did die of a heart attack as a result. Should you be concerned about your health? You should. You should do the best you can to do to stay happy, healthy. Absolutely. 
But after you've done all that you can do, don't worry. That's what God says. To worry is to insult him. So we have to stop insulting God. To worry is to tell God you don't believe he is big enough. Trustworthy enough, love enough, or strong enough to see to the needs in your life. It is to question his sovereignty. It is to question his sovereignty, his character, and his purpose. Worry is one of the most disrespectful things we can do. So God, because it calls his love into question, keep in mind that he loved you enough to sacrifice his only son. You know, his death had to be pretty painful to really kill the ma. Can you imagine what Jesus Christ went through? You know what I'm saying? We got to We got to have a better prayer life. We got to be powered up with the word of the Lord. See, people, you know, when men um, sleep with women, they worry about HIV, herpes, anything. You know, they might could be cured of HIV, herpes, and then wind up having AIDS or a heart attack or stroke, the number one killers. You know, it is disrespectful to worry. Like, if somebody died in your family or somebody is on a deathbed of affliction, it is not for you to worry. You know why? Because God is the author and finisher of our lives. I want y'all to understand that he has the last say-so. He has the last written consent of your life. Now, how many people are gracious that God has did what he has did for us? See, we need to be aware of these things because we are so unaware of how quick we can be taken out. Can you imagine we were sitting around the bus station? Next thing you know, we see a man running through with his guts all over, screaming in the store that he didn't want to die. But this cannot be the same man that pumped heroin in his veins and kept dropping consistently the whole summer. You see, when you go to playing with God, things begin to happen in your life. See, people talking about good luck or bad luck. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. You see what I'm saying? I'd rather have a foot in the door than not have a foot in the door at all. I would rather look up at Jesus and know that was my last look. Hallelujah. We need to thank God for so many things. We got to think for our mother, our father, our children, our brothers, our sisters, our friends, you know, our teachers. You know, we have to thank God for all these beautiful things that he has done for us. And for you to worry if the Lord would take care of them is a complete sin. See, once you turn it over to the hands of the Lord, you have prayed and you turn it into the hands of the Lord, watch what he would do. I'm going to tell you a miracle of the Lord. I had caught a drug case. I got caught all in the police car. I got caught all in jail with tons and tons of drugs running up out of my leg. Can you imagine my brother up in there with that black and white man talking? As soon as he heard them drugs fall off my legs, he got quiet as ever. 
See, we could fight all day. You understand what I'm saying? But your arms are not too big to box with God. So we need to bow down to something greater than ourselves. One difference between God is us that we have different viewpoints. You see what I'm saying? God's point is men have every blessing that they need on earth. Why are we so stiff-necked? Why do we slide down a cliff? Why do we grab at a branch? As the last second, as the hung dangling over the precite, hundreds of them below us, screaming out, somebody help me. And a voice came out of the sky. Do you believe I can help you? The man responded. Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. Help me. Just help me, please. The voice came out of the sky again. Do you believe I have the power to help you? Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. Please help me, the man said. Do you believe I love you? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I love you. Do you believe I love you enough to help you? The Lord answered. He said, yes, I know you love me. Please, oh, Lord, please help me. Because you believe I will help you. Now let go. You know what I'm saying? Then after brief silence, the man shouted, is anybody else up there? See, faith can feel just like that sometimes. Can it? Letting go of your whole lifestyle, everything that you have been to, your drug addiction, your al your alcohol, your gun addiction, your sex addiction, anything that keeps you addicted is still a word because you're going to worry how you have to get that drug or that woman. But see, when you do not worry, God takes care of everything that you need him to take care of. He is the source of our supply. You mean, in faith, we have to walk with God. We have to start making more conscious decisions than we've made yesterday. The conscious decision that I made was that I am going to serve the Lord. And I won't take that back. Because God has been better to me in this whole podcast than we have been to ourselves. We are like filthy rags in comparison to his word. And I want y'all to understand that God don't have to do nothing for us. God is not a God that he should lie. He had no reason. There's no bothering that you can do with God. See, people try to tell God what is going to happen. You can call him up and tell him what you want with complaints and restraints in your heart. But you cannot tell the Lord nothing because he already knows. So my question to you, what is it that you can do on the streets that you can't do in church? See, so people... My decision is that as long as we are out here on these streets, we are powerless. That makes us powerless right there. Because people say, oh, when I get my life together, oh, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to change. Listen, as long as you are out here on these streets, you will never change. You will always be powerless. It takes the love of the Lord to change me. See, people get into church and they think that things are going to change outward. 
outwardly does not mean that things have changed. That doesn't mean that your circumstances has changed. It means that you are filled and that you are powered with the blood of Jesus. It is the blood of Jesus that covers us. It's nothing that we do here on earth that gets us to the kingdom of heaven. But it's his faith in the blood of Jesus that covers us. Now, knowing this, it changes you. What I mean, you want to do better. You want to walk better. You want to talk better. You want to be able to love better. You see what I'm saying? It's like a new walk over in glory. How many want that new walk? Well, you can walk these streets and people be shooting all up and down that street. But guarantee you, never one of them bullets hit you when you have the love of God. I don't worry about gangs no more. I don't worry about people's business. But I do worry about death and where I'm going. So I'm concerned for my soul. My soul can't be bought. Why? Because it's not mine to own. Sometimes we are conscious and aware that the devil trying to get in. See, you have to pull him off the throne. You have to tell the devil, my whole body, mind, and soul, it belongs to God. And Satan, it is not for you to control the way. I want you to know that next month you could break in, break the hold a habit has on you. You see what I'm saying? You can break the hold that the devil has on you. Saying that a bag of tricks he uses to promote self-sufficiency. I mean, he wants self on the throne. He wants self as the ruler. He wants self-sufficiency and independence from God. One is probably his favorite because it's so effective. Satan wants to keep you spiritually off balance. And by him being defeated, he starts creating confusion. He starts creating confusion about your identity. The devil wants sinners to think they're saints and saints to think they're sinners. If he make you confused about your identity, if you don't know who you are, you won't know how to act. How should we respond to Satan's deception? A good place to start is to become more aware of his strategy. So we can be on the guard against him. But more than that, I am convinced we will never be truly free until we understand who we are in Christ Jesus. And we have to start living accordingly. We need to get our identity back. See, everything that the devil took from me, I want it back. You see what I'm saying? Maybe I can't get my father back. But anything that I can get back from him, that he took from him, I'm waiting for that chance to steal on him. I'm ready to take his self-sufficiency and put it up under my feet. And you know what? 
nothing that the spiritual, nothing that the devil can do should influence you. Because we are on a spiritual battle. The path to coming, overcoming all these things that the devil took from us. Christians complete dependence on Christ. Complete that. We have to stay steadfast in the Lord. You know what I'm saying? We have to watch as well as pray every day of our lives. Jesus did the work for your salvation on the cross. He all will also do the work for your victory. When you see him in his word, allow him to replace the lies and distortion in the wrath that is up on you. See, because the devil, his best trick is to bound and capture you. And once he has captured you, you are hooked. See, some people feel that that's the end of the road. Ain't that a worry? See, because once God says you are free in need, you are free indeed. It says in my Bible, again, if the Lord can be with you, who can be against you? I want you and everybody else to step aside and don't block my way. Don't block God's Christian's way because we are on the battlefield working for the Lord. And when you begin working for the Lord, things begin to show inwardly and outwardly like your talk, your walk. You have a new walk in glory. You have a new talk in glory. You see what I'm saying? We have to thank God that he brought us out. How many today day feel that the Lord has brought them out? For if the Lord did not bring you out, then you need to wake up, pray more, talk to the Lord. From the first walking moments in the morning to the last conscious breath at night, you have to accept in your heart that we are filthy. Look at yourselves. Each and every last one of us. What's so clean about you? I can tell you what's so clean about you. Your faith in the blood of Jesus that covers you. And my God is not a God that should lie. He told me that if you lift me up, I'll draw all men unto you. He said, I'll make your enemies your footstool. So how many of us today going to make our enemies our footstool? How many today are really going to make a serious effort to do not worry about anything? The police, the cops, the, the system all together. This is the devil perverted trick to keep you down. You know what happens when you fall down? Get up. Because we all fall down. But we have to get up. Do you understand me? For a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got back up. Now, it does not matter what's going on in your life. Your brother could have been shot. Your mother could have been gone. Do you realize that everything we do is selfish? Can you imagine a person being on this earth a hundred years? Did you think that person did not want to be with God in his last days? 
Oh, victory is mine, said the Lord. You hear me? So we had to stand up on victory. We had to scream and shout it. We had to scream and shout the victory. Hallelujah. Victory, Lord, is for what you have done for us. Lord, I see, look over my life, and I know where I've been. And Father God, you have protected me all the way. And it is selfish for us to think that the Lord ain't there. Have you ever fell and fall down and you know that it hurt it? Your knees begin to be scuffled. Blood begins to show. Black swords begin to show. Do you get what I'm saying about when you sit up here bitter? This is what happened to you become sore and so isolated at the world that you haven't noticed that time is winding up. People are removing themselves from the earth each and every day. Come on, somebody. So we need to wake up this morning. Love does not love you. The devil does not love you. For if he loved you, why would he influence you? If that's his trick, why would he trick you away from the love of God? See, that's where we have a problem at. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to tell y'all why we had that problem. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. Because we refuse to accept Jesus Christ as our first mistake. Do y'all believe, stop you from doing what God told you to do? Do you believe that the Lord will bring you out? Do you know what it's like to be in the muck? And you don't see no way out. Do you know what it's like to be in prison and knowing there's no way you're getting out? You become comfortable with being locked up. You see what happened to me upon being locked up? When Jesus dropped the charges, Jesus said, Mr. Hill, you have to leave this place. And when I packed it up, I came home. And once I got home, you see what happened? I start worrying about what I'm going, where I'm gonna go, where I'm gonna eat, where I'm gonna sleep. Uh, uh, will I be safe? But see, when I got out, the Lord led me directly to my wife. You hear me? This is what God do to you. He enrich your life with love. He enrich your life with everything that you need on this earth. God said, all you gotta do is ask, and you shall be given. Do this seem like a God that won't shoot down? Do you understand that the devil will grant you all the desires of your heart too? But nothing that he grants you will get you into heaven. So you have to take off these earthly robes and put on your heavenly robes. You have to get rid of one of these earthly rewards and start thinking about your heavenly reward. When you went backwards, I want you to Go forward. Now that you went forward, I don't want you to look back. Ask God to forgive you people. You people think y'all so sinners and y'all so demonic possessed. No, all you got to do is get back into fellowship with the Lord. He got your back. If he didn't have your back, we wouldn't be here. You'd already been dead. All the stuff that we've been through. Look at Paul Saul. He was walking around beheading Christians. God put blindness on that man's eyes. And as he walked, he asked somebody to help him. 
But a man walked with him night and day, and he still didn't notice until he got to the road of Damascus and he saw a hobo. And he was trying to get that hobo to lead him. And the hobo that he thought was was an angel coming to allow him to see. You see that the devil had him in the wilderness. Couldn't even see his way out. But all oh, the Lord came along and pulled blinders off of his eyes. Now can you imagine Paul so happy, full of glee? He can see again. You know what I'm saying? The devil had him sidetracked. But once he became back into perfect submission to God, hallelujah, his life was enriched. Paul was in prison. You couldn't break him. You couldn't shake his unshakable faith. He was often running for the Lord. Now, can we, you and I, be like Paul saw today? Give our lives to the Lord. See, because everything that we own, it belongs to God. You know, so I want y'all to wake up this morning. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the love. Understand that nothing that you do out here on earth gets you into the kingdom of heaven. So if nothing that you do don't get you into the kingdom of heaven, stop trying to trick people. Stop trying to lie from people. Stop trying to murder people. Stop trying to steal. These things are not of God. Anything that is not of God is not of me. Anything that is not of God should not be of you either. I want y'all to understand that we are on a spiritual battle. Don't y'all see that everything that was going forward is in reverse? So since my car keep going in reverse, I need to stop that car, restart it, and put it in drive. So how many of y'all ready to drive and slide forward right now? Then y'all need to get on your knees and y'all need to pray to the Lord for forgiveness, for strength, for hope, and for life. We got to ask God to forgive us for distrusting him, for he is just, you understand, and he reigns from on high. So if you lift me up, God say, I'll draw all men unto you. How many today ready to lift them up? In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for the people, for my family, for my friends, for everything that has breath, Lord. I thank you. And podcast listeners, it has been a wonder to be around people <coughs> who wants to listen. So that means if you're listening to me, you want to do better. What is like to want to do better and don't do better? What is like to know the word of the Lord and ain't ready to do the Lord the word? You know what I mean? I'll tell you what I mean. What it's like to wonder what it's like to do better when you can do better. You know, we are filthy. And that's the first thing that we have to admit out of our own hearts. Filthy. We are rebellious. We are enmity of God. And we needed a Savior. And that was Jesus Christ. And you know what he did to our sins? He washed them white as snow. Hallelujah. I don't know about you and who you come to serve and what you come to do, but I come to serve the Lord with gladness. Hallelujah. Podcast listeners, I thank y'all. 
And I want y'all to know, a vision has come to me. So every time something comes up on my heart, I speaks about it. You know, when the Spirit of the Lord comes up on my heart, you, um, things are happening right now, you know. And I want y'all to be aware. I went to the bus station yesterday. Um, I seen a specific officer. <coughs> he came there seven, eight times. <coughs> Allegedly claiming that he's there to help the people. I want y'all to understand. We are the people. Anybody who think that we need the police help. To help us be people. Then you're wrong. These are imposters. Looking to call child protective service. Looking to get you away from the bus station. These are clearly things that black folks got to listen for. When white folks say that they're trying to help. See, you got to discern the difference. You have to discern the spirit because, you know, there's the devil, the white folks, and then there's God, white folks. You know what I'm saying? There's the devil, black people, and there's God, black people. You have to realize there are imposters amongst our rank claiming to do the work of the Lord, but what they come to do is the work of the devil. You know, this is clear cases of harassment. These are clear cases of what we call harassment. You feel me? Trying to push us from the park. Why do y'all call that Rudder's Park? The People's Park? You know what I'm saying? What are these names? Where is the mayor? Why isn't people willing to stand up? Why do y'all come on my podcast then? Because this is a real podcast. This isn't about nothing fake here. Everything that I talk to y'all about on my podcast is dead serious real. So if you people are real... I want y'all to meet me down here at the cattle station where the police at. And they should not make us feel like no strangers. This is the people's park. Do you understand? They should feel to be made the strength. We are the people. And I ask you, guy, I guarantee you that you're listening right now because I know you're one of my main supporters. I thank you for that, too, young lady. Um, but... I need you to get with us. We're going to figure out a date to talk to you on this podcast, and we're really seriously trying to do some things. And we need to connect with all our God's people to chronicle everything that needs to be expressed, can be expressed right here on this podcast. We don't need the mayor office to talk about what the issues is. We the people. And we need to start residing on that. I thank y'all. Let us end this in a prayer, please. Our gracious and heavenly master, we return thanks for all of thy care and through all thy blessings, all of thy love and through all of thy care and through all the many blessings of life. Lord God, we ask that you let the words of our mouths, the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer, Lord, and I love you, God, and I won't take that back. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. See y'all later, podcast listeners. Today, your theme is trusting in the Lord.